Alright guys, how's it going? This is Dan Fagella here at Tech Emergence where we interview investors, researchers, and entrepreneurs in the domain of emerging tech. Lately we've been on a marketing tip. Today I'm lucky enough to have Mr. Emerson Sparts on the line. In addition to sharing a first name with the Concord Sage himself, which very few of you will get, Emerson is also relatively famous here on, in the domain of virality, starting uh, uh, Mogul, uh, MogulNet in addition to a whole number of other websites, building a new website every single month. It runs the entire company off of um, just those concepts. Emerson, how are you today? Doing good. Cool. Um, what I wanted to catch up with you on, obviously people can check out a whole number of your websites. I was in a bunch of those uh, stash sites this morning just to get familiarized. Man, that stuff's, that stuff's catchy. You got me You got me surfing a little bit. Um, a, lot of, a lot of folks are looking to you know, kind of grasp this concept of virality. Startups in particular, some of them have cool flashy apps that have maybe uh, viral stuff that seems evident. For others, maybe it's sort of you know, a robotics company or a service of some kind, and they're trying to harness what virality is and means and leverage it in their business. What, what's, what do you use to sort of identify what might even catch on and people might actually care about? Sure. So first I'll start at the really abstract level, and then I work my way down to some actionable uh, tips. Perfect. So if I just summarize everything that I've learned about virality, well, actually, first let me describe a little bit about my back, how I started yeah. studying virality in the first place. Uh, it was about 6,000 hours of studying the human mind, neuroscience, cognitive psychology, behavioral science, uh, and coupled with about 200 hours of studying network science. That was sort of what led to my big epiphany, my aha moment, where, so when I, I had my uh, uh, realization, I started using Facebook as my first petri dish to test and developed a series of algorithms designed to get Facebook pages to go viral and created dozens of pages that went from zero to millions of fans over a period of a few hours to a few days. And what I was basically doing was I was testing hundreds of different variables and seeing which variables correlated positively to virality and then I kept shortening the viral loops until I could tell within 20 seconds if a page was going to go viral. And these were all network level insights. Think like nodes, hubs, things like that. So I was able to take the same ideas from Facebook to Twitter, get millions of followers on Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, websites, apps. It didn't actually matter which platform. Some platforms are vastly more conducive to virality than others, sense. but still every platform. Yep. So uh, if I had to summarize everything that I learned about virality into one really critical idea, it's that the more incentive you give people to share, the more likely they are to share. And for, there's two different ways that you can uh, incentivize them. You can incentivize them through emotion. Like you just you create you create so much emotion within them that they are motivated to share based on emotion, or you do it based on bribery, not the shady illegal kind, but like you just give them something of value in return for it. Like you yeah. give them discounts or coupons or one for ones or things like that. Uh, bribery is a much more generally effective and easier strategy for most businesses to employ because it's more straightforward. You just give them something that they value, and in return, they tell their friends about you. Understandable. Um, so to, to drill down a little bit to that, um, it, let, let's go down to the emotion category, uh, sure. first, uh, well actually first, okay, so let's, I, I should, let's go the other way first. So the, the transactional type of virality where you give them something of value. Again, what I would do is I'd consider giving them discounts on products or services, give them additional features in return for telling their friends or sharing, uh, give them coupons. Uh, agree to donate something in return for them taking an action you want. But just I would just make a list of all the things you could potentially bribe them with and make a list of all the things you want them to do. Do you want them to share on Facebook? Do you want them to share on Twitter? Do you want them to sign up? Etc. So that's just generally how I, how I would approach it. Cool. Um, now, in the other category of emotion, um, you have to create – to create a lot of emotion, you have to be willing to uh, – you have to be awesome. Like things don't go viral unless they're really awesome in some way. The more emotion you create, the more awesome something is, the more viral it is. A couple ways to do that. You can piss people off. That works really well. You know, justice porn 101. People like furious at injustice will, you know, upvote stuff left and right over the internet. They'll share it. They'll post it on their Facebook, etc. 
Um, obviously, like cute animals. Yeah. You know, yeah. Motion. Those also go viral for <laughs> roll, that reason. Roll, rolled your eyes at cute animals. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the darn cute animals again. Yeah, yep, a lot of cute animals. You got that. So cute animals, humor, funny things create emotion. People want to share things that are funny. Uh, nostalgic things also create emotion. People want to share things that help bring them back. Um, before people share something, they're always asking themselves the question. We all do this. You do this right now. You might not realize you do it, but you do this on a subconscious level. You say to yourself, hmm, will sharing this make me look cool? So think about that. This is the reason why nobody shares That's porn. Why I just shared that whole Harley Davidson picture a couple seconds ago, man. Exactly why I did it. But no, of course, yeah, yeah, because nobody wants to look like an idiot, right? You don't want to share something that people are going to laugh at you about. Right, exactly. And that's the reason why people people don't share uh, anything that doesn't make them, doesn't reflect well on the identity that they want to project to the world. This is why the ratio of shares for like articles written in the New Yorker compared to views is ridiculous. Like if you've ever read half a New Yorker article, you had to share it on Facebook to let people know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sophisticated. Um, okay, cool. So, so it has to relate to that. So we got nostalgia, we got cute, we got humor, we have also anger. Um, I don't know how well that would work in all businesses, but you know it, it can drum up some virality. Um, what are some of those other triggers you like to, to leverage? So uh, writing the coattails of what's hot can also work really well. There's a lot of emotion in the atmosphere because of a big uh, national event or a global event. People are talking about it. There's already this emotion that you can capture. So you could have made the worst Harlem Shake video in the world and you still would have got a lot of views on it yeah. a year ago. Um, I missed that. So that's boat. another thing to think I about. That boat. Um, so some very some more specific uh, tools that I would recommend are okay. So just here, I'll just what I'll do is I'll just rapid fire a bunch of like very quick that's tips cool. that yeah, can help guys get the most so out of. Because yep. I assume that there's mostly entrepreneurs watching right now, and you guys are doing stuff uh, with content marketing. You're some content marketing or some Facebook or Twitter and so on. So I'll just get, share with you guys some of the things that have worked really well for us. Okay, so first, quick. Okay, so. Facebook is by far the most important platform to use for most businesses as far as creating virality and uh, you know, uh, getting the word out about anything. Because Facebook is where most people spend their time online. Facebook should be, I would say on average, for who I'd imagine the average person listening to be, 70% of your time spent on social media should be spent on Facebook. The other 30% should be spent between Twitter, Pinterest, or LinkedIn, depending on the type of business you have. Um, for most businesses, Twitter is the second most important, followed by LinkedIn and Pinterest. If you have a bunch of, you know, Females and you know, you know, thirty to fifty. Pinterest might be good visual content. Um, LinkedIn's good for a lot of businesses, depending on what your what kind of business you have. But in general, Facebook should be the majority of your time. It's just it's where people it's a billion users, and that's from like Facebook is the internet to most people. Um, don't use hashtags just for the sake of using hashtags. It does not help you. Um, so don't hashtag generic words and expect that that's going to do anything other than just annoy people. Um, don't just retweet self-promotion. I, I don't know where, where this idea came to be popular that all you should do is you know, be that guy at a cocktail party who's just in the corner talking about yourself all the time. Um, some, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so Twitter. So when you do use Twitter, um, we found that, I've got a team of data scientists, really, really, really smart people back here, um, that you can tweet something three times. The way that people use Twitter is that they, they go on Twitter and they check and they read whatever's on their feed over a period of uh, the last, mostly what's been tweeted in the last like half hour or so. So you can tweet the same thing eight hours apart three times and you'll get almost as many clicks on the third time you tweet as the first time. So you get three times as much value out of that same tweet because you tweeted it three times eight hours apart because different people are online, different time zones, etc. Um, add arrows before links, just yeah. a little like dash, 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 greater than sign. It draws more attention to the link so more people are likely to read your tweet and see the link. Um, Lists are amazing. Put everything in list form if you can. It doesn't matter how awkward it is to put it in list form. 
our, the human brain loves lists. Uh, you will simply get more effectiveness out of your content if you can put it into the form of a list. Odd numbers work better than even numbers. Um, you should be spending 80% of people will only read the headline of your article. 80% of people only read the headline. So are you spending 80% of your time writing a great headline? Probably not. You should spend at least at least two hours studying great headlines because it will have a huge return on the time that you invest in it, making sure you're writing really, really great headlines and make people really want to read the content that you're writing. Um, short sentences. I, I like to tell my copywriters, try to change every comma to a period. Uh, imagine someone's paying you $1,000 for every word that you remove. Shorter is generally better. And never have more than two or three sentences in a row without adding another paragraph tag. No one likes big blocks of text. Um, as far as when people share, the most the time they're most likely to share by far is immediately. Uh, there's this thing called the honeymoon period where the first time they use your product, they're the most enamored with it, and that's when they're the most excited. That's when they're most likely to share. So that's when you should really be asking them to share the first time they use your product, or at least the first couple times they use the product. They're not going to do it, you know, a month later, two months later. Um, Facebook pictures. Every single piece of content you upload to Facebook should be a picture, not a thumbnail, a full-size picture. So you click the upload button and you upload a photo, you'll get at least 50 to 100% more views on your content if you do this. Um, also, add occasional words and caps to Twitter. It draws more attention to it, just from time to time, you know, maybe like one per, one per tweet or every three tweets or so. Um, if you wanna get more retweets, ask people to retweet it, and use the word retweet spelled out in full. You'll get more retweets if you do this. So don't say RT, say spell the whole word retweet. Um, retweets in general tend to happen more after work hours because a lot of people, are, they spend time screwing around at work but they don't want to retweet stuff at work because their boss might see it. So just keep that in mind. Um, and exclamation marks. Don't be afraid to use exclamation marks. They draw more attention to it. They create more emotion. They create more excitement. And uh, we've seen better results in using exclamation marks on our content. Obviously, don't go over the top. But, you know, just a taste, tasteful use of exclamation marks can really, really help the effectiveness of your content. Perfect. And I know we got to wrap up here. Um, that's a tremendous amount of actionable stuff. Emerson, thanks a ton, man. I feel like you're just, like, reading off the, the ammunition list, man. This was, like, an amazing call. I got, I got more <laughs> article stuff than I can deal with. Uh, to wrap up in that in that light, I know you have EmersonSparts.com. You also have Sparts Media. You have all of your various media sites. Uh, many of which I was spending too much time on this morning. Uh, where should people go if they want to learn more about you and what you're doing uh, and what your company's up to? Uh, go to uh, just our company website is fine. It's just spartsinc.com. Cool. Okay. S P A R T Z I N C. All right. I will send them there. Mr. Emerson, thank you so much for taking the time for the interview today. Thank you. Take care. Cool. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker, uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Uh, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>